Life Audio. Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello. Welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we discuss powerful truths to counter anxiety and fear, big and small. At Holy Love Ministries, we are passionate about helping God's children discover, embrace, and experience soul, deep, emotional, and spiritual freedom, and we want to inspire you to share that freedom with others. We would love to connect with you online. Just visit our show notes to learn about one of our upcoming events, how to book one of our speakers for your next event, or simply how to connect with us. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Do you ever feel God nudging you to do something, but find you're battling fear and anxiety and maybe struggling to move forward? Are you unsure of where to start? Do the unknowns ahead feel overwhelming? And if so, you will enjoy my conversation with today's guest, author and speaker, Rebecca George. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm so excited to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Rebecca is an author, a speaker, and the host of the popular podcast, Radical Radiance. I love that name. Her greatest joy is helping women pursue their passions in a way that builds God's kingdom. In her free time, she loves running outside, out, or (laughs) trying a new recipe with Garth Brooks playing in the background. Nice. You can connect with her at at Rebecca George Author on Instagram or radicalradiance.com. Live And I have actually read your book, Rebecca, Do the Thing. Awesome. Yes, I have it right here with me. I really enjoyed it. I felt like I was like you were sitting across from me enjoying coffee. I hope you drink coffee so we can be friends. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Is there a greater compliment to an author? So that's so kind of you. Yes. Well, and this book is a great resource for women entrepreneurs, leaders, anyone really involved in any kind of ministry, I think, would really find it valuable who are wanting to discover and live out their calling. Do you have a cause, a project, or a talent that you feel called to develop, but fear and busyness make it easy to put off pursuing that thing? Rebecca George is an encouraging voice in your ear saying, do the thing. Don't waste another minute of this brief time you have on this side of eternity. And I really love, so I loved your storytelling. I loved your transparency, your biblical truth that really kind of helped ground and bolster the soul. And it was like a constant cheerleader saying, you got this. You Well, he's got you. 
So you've got this. So keep moving forward. And I love your emphasis on living courageously, living, Mm. living bravely. And you do mention in your book that this comes with free videos, access to free videos. Is that correct? Yes. So I'm so thankful for the way that my publisher formatted this book. I didn't really feel like it was one of those nonfiction books that we would just read and throw on our coffee table and be done with it and kind of dust our hands of it. I really felt like it was a topic that we needed to dig in and journal about and talk to the Lord about. And and so there's a section at the end of every chapter called For the Go-Getter Girl that kind of helps you apply what we've talked about in every chapter. And then after every two chapters, you'll see a notes page for a video that sort of accompanies the book. And you're right, those come for free with access um, to those with purchase of the book, which I absolutely love. So if you're doing it alone, it can be, like you said, a great voice of just a cheerleader in, in, in your corner as you're going through the book. And or if you're doing it in a book club or a small group, it can certainly be something that kind of kicks off your time together. Absolutely. Well, that's a great value because a lot of times video, like a video series could be hundreds of dollars. Yeah, I know. I'm so thankful. Yeah. Well, in the Ford, you wrote, quote, God is not small. So nothing he asks us to do is small either. And I love how you began with that. So why is that so important to remember when we're starting our journey or even when we're persevering in our journey. Yeah, totally. I want to give the credit to my friend Michelle Myers. She wrote the foreword of Do the Thing and it was masterful. It was like everything I wanted it to be as an encouragement to the reader as they open the pages of the book. And like you had the same reaction I did too when I read that quote. And here's why I think that matters. I think sometimes we walk into our calling or maybe an assignment God has given us with all the motivation and good intentions in the world. But at times, myself included, I'm raising my hand for those who can't see my, you know, the video right now. I think many times we don't root that desire in a biblical perspective. Hmm. And I know I've been guilty of that. And so that's probably why your encouragement about the book encouraged my heart so much, because it was so my desire to root us in biblical truth as it pertains to how am I using my gifts and talents for God's glory. And so God is not small, therefore the things he calls us to do are not small either. That matters because he's worthier of our obedience first and foremost, right? Like we have the, op- we get to, we have the opportunity to partner with him in our work on this side of eternity and what a gift that is. And when we realize the magnitude of his character, that he is sovereign, that he is so faithful and omnipresent and omnipotent and so wise and gives us his wisdom and we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, all of those like deep, rich biblical truths that we probably know if we've been around scripture a while and we've you know been a follower of Christ for a minute. But when I walk into my days remembering even just a simple biblical truth that God is infinite, right? He's limitless in all of his ways. That's powerful because I then remember that I'm not, right? Yeah. I am very finite. I have very real limits and capacity And so that also helps me in those moments when maybe I'm overwhelmed or I'm striving and I need to root myself in that truth that, okay, I'm feeling this way because I've not put boundaries in place because I am acting as if I'm limitless and I'm not. And so I'm going to open my hands and surrender that to the Lord. Right. So that's that's just one example of how I think that plays out in our work. So does that does that resonate? Yeah. I mean, I think we could sit here and talk about that. Yeah, I know. Like, there's so much, so much there. 
But when you were discussing the pursuit of our calling, you emphasize the need, and I think this kind of piggybacks on what what you said a bit, you emphasize the need for a long-term perspective, and you drew an analogy between our faith journey and running a marathon, which I had to say, so I was reading your book most often while I'm on the couch eating ice cream, I will say, but as you were talking about running marathons, so can you explain this analogy? Yeah, totally. I well, I want to first say I love ice cream. So <laughs> I I love that you read it while you were sitting on the couch eating ice cream. And as I reflected on life experience that I felt could really speak to how we can live in our calling with an eternal perspective, the idea of running a marathon just kept coming to my mind. And especially in particular, some of the things that happened to me as I trained and as I ran those marathons. And one of the moments in particular that I just think is so powerful and and I think about it every time I'm, you know, enduring and, and trying to maintain that eternal perspective. And you'll probably remember the story was when I ran the St. Jude Children's Research Hospital Marathon in Memphis, Tennessee, and God did something so special later in that race that day. I had trained so hard for that particular marathon and my goal was sort of slipping through my hands. It was warmer that day than I would have preferred. And I was starting to experience kind of some heat exhaustion symptoms and really wanted to quit. And that felt like a lot of days in my own calling, if I'm real honest, right? Right. And so I approached kind of that moment where you hit the wall in a marathon. Every marathon has one. And I, I got past kind of that moment and I was entering into kind of the last 10K or so, if you're not familiar ouch, with ouch. a marathon <laughs> distance. Yeah, the total marathon is 26.2 miles. Yeah, wow. So I was at about mile 20, 21. And I'm coming back into downtown Memphis and I approach this bridge. I can close my eyes and still picture exactly where it is and the family that was sitting underneath it. And it became clear the closer I got to them, I think the daughter was a patient of St. Jude. And she was holding a poster in her hands and she was cheering for me as I got closer and closer to them. And the closer I got, I could begin to read her sign. And it said, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave is living inside of you. You can do this. And you can do this was in big letters across the bottom. And I just, I mean, weepy cried, which is so unhelpful at mile 25 right? <laughs> right? But I passed that family. And for the last 6.2 miles, I just repeated that to myself over and over. The same power that raised Jesus from the grave, the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. You can do this. And as I reflect on that experience, and then so many days that followed in my own calling where I felt you know, overwhelmed or distracted, or I was struggling with, am I the girl for the job? Like that biblical truth from the book of Romans of remembering that the Holy Spirit resides in us. We get to partner with God in this work that he's called us to do. Like that's, again, the foundation that I have to walk into my days with, because, you know, a lot of the things we talk about in the book, overwhelm, fear, doubt, insecurity, I don't so much think that it's that we won't experience those moments in our calling, but where are we turning when we do, right? We are imperfect human beings following a big, perfect, awesome God. And in that doing, we just have to read ourselves in truth like that, you know? Amen. Amen. And you also talked about, I mean, you had so many powerful analogies related to your running and, and just how I could tell it was a real spiritual, ongoing spiritual experience yeah. for you. 
I really loved, especially though, especially in our, in our culture today, where everything feels ramped up every there, it feels like there's pressure. Especially, I don't know how young moms do it. I really don't. Cause yeah, my, we didn't have social media when my daughter was young, you know, yeah. so, but you talk about maintaining the pace with God. So how can you tell when, when we've begun to try to run ahead of him or maybe even lag behind? Like, how can we tell when we're not in step with God? What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Yeah, man, I will say that personally in my own life, I struggle most with running ahead of God. And I will say The majority of the conversations I have with women come back to that part of the spectrum if there's a spectrum, right? I think we struggle as go-getter girls with that particular thing. I just had a conversation recently with my husband and, and he admitted to me, I am never concerned that you are not running at a healthy enough pace. I, I am concerned most days that you're running too quickly, right? And so I, I just think that is the case with so many women to for all the reasons you just described, right? Like there's there's social media, there's comparison. I don't know how, you know, moms do it now. I don't all the things, right? We're we're so overwhelmed and overstimulated all the time. And so that's a little easier probably for me to speak to. And the thing the Lord has really been working, even in my own heart, just to be real transparent with you, is the ability to hold both grace and self-discipline, right? I think when we look to the world, we see those as maybe two opposing things, right? Like how do we have grace and care for ourselves well? And and there's almost an extreme of that culture, right? And then over here, there's the hustle, self-discipline, get up earlier, drink all the water, get up at 5 a.m., read all the self-development books and become a better person kind of narrative that's not also helpful, right? And I think somewhere in the middle is what I see in scripture, right? Of like boasting all the more gladly in our weaknesses so that the power of Christ can rest upon us. We know his grace is sufficient for us. I'm thinking of all those passages where Paul is talking about those things in the New Testament. And then I'm also thinking of the passage where we see 
whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, do all to the glory of God. There's this like very much call for self-discipline and doing things with excellence for God's glory. And we see both in the Bible. Right? And so I think we we often see those as opposing ideas. And I just don't think that God sees them that way. And so a personal example of how this has been kind of churning itself out in my own life. I was on a run a couple of months ago to come back to that. And I was at my parents' house and I was running a route. I've probably run hundreds of times in my life. And you and I are new friends. So to catch up on sort of this season of life, me and my husband moved from South Mississippi back home to East Tennessee last summer and bought a house. My husband's a lead pastor. So we started in our new church and like all the life that comes along with all of that and launching a book, right? And so I find myself on this path that I've run hundreds of times before, and I've been spending a lot more time on my Peloton bike than I have outdoors running just because it's faster. And and that particular day, I was really struggling to finish the route. And I kind of broke to a walk and was just praying and just being honest with the Lord of like, man, I'm just not real happy with where my body's at right now, right? Like that this is this doesn't feel like it used to feel. And I just sense the Holy Spirit say, Rebecca, like it's possible for you to hold both self-discipline and grace in your hands. Like you can have grace that, you know, you're not running 30 miles a week right now. It's not your season to run 30 miles a week right now. And also like you could finish this route. It's okay to walk, right? And so I think the same is true. The same sentiment, if you will, applies in our calling and the pace that we run at. I think that's where we have to really just take a look at our hearts and really ask the Lord, like, is this pace wise? And if not, what needs to change in that? And am I holding both grace and self-discipline? So does that does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really like how you talked about this season, too, because yeah. women, we we don't always know how to give grace to ourselves. We we think we want to do it for everybody else. And we don't recognize that seasons do change. You have kids and then maybe you go back to work and they go to school and, and you move. And so I, I totally understand that. And how do you so you also talk about, you know, pacing, remaining in step with God and you draw a contrast between which you're kind of talking about here, but between human striving mm. and God led achievement. And I was curious how. Can we like, does that ever affect our peace? Like, is our peace, can our peace be an indication if we've kind of fell out of balance? Yeah, I think that's one of the number one indicators. And and if that feels a little nebulous to somebody listening and they're like, okay, that's cool. But like, how do I know? <laughs> right. If you find yourself waking up in the morning and you're already anxious because mm-hmm. you're feeling like, okay, I already feel that I don't have enough time to accomplish what I need to accomplish today. That's a good warning sign. If you finish your day and let's say there are three or four things that you're like, man, I just I I am feeling anxiety that I didn't get to accomplish those things today. And no part of me wants to delay until tomorrow. And so you just keep turning away. That might be an indicator that, you know, there's a there's a warning light that needs to be kind of tended to. I also think that sleep is a huge piece of this as well. And God made our bodies to need it, right? And so if you just find yourself exhausted all the time, it may be something to really evaluate how many hours of sleep are you getting? And if you're anything like me, there there is some time to be saved and, and redeemed in what I do in the evenings, you know, just scrolling on my phone or watching Netflix or whatever that 
is just kind of mindless sometimes. And even I have to come back to like, okay, how much of that time do I want to just waste? And can I get an extra hour and a half of sleep if I just went to bed at nine o'clock, right? And so I think those are not only some maybe warning signals and also some things that we can do to, to help with that. I also just think we know in our heart when we're stepping into that, right? And and there are moments of our lives that are, are stressful and there are seasons for different assignments and all of those things. But if it is the pattern of our days that we are feeling just that deep-rooted anxiety and we know that we're striving, that's really the root of what I'm talking about of, I just don't know that we were built and made by God to live at that kind of pace. You know, no, that's that's not thriving. That's no, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I loved your quote. You you wrote your greatest ideas, your most brilliant endeavors will be the product of you partnering with the king of the universe. And and that remind when I read that, it reminded me of a couple of things, just like what you talked about. how We have the indwelling Holy Spirit. We have the mind of Christ. But also, as you were talking about your running and how you needed that time and how God speaks to you through your running, I think sometimes we want to be creative and and productive apart from Christ and then come to Christ and then go apart from him. Oh, yeah. And and but it sounds like what you're saying is you're going to be most effective when you prioritize that quiet time with God, however that looks for you. Yeah, I do. And I think the most important thing is that that does happen. And I think we can get a little hung up sometimes in routine of like, okay, it has to happen in the morning or it doesn't happen at all. Right. And the reality is God is just not bound by time and space and our schedule and (laughs) all of those things that we make up ourselves. And so, I mean, there are many times, I mean, this very podcast was an example of that. I sat in this chair for a few minutes before we hopped on and just prayed like, God, give me the words, speak through our conversation. I know that there are going to be people on the other side of both of these microphones that are going to come to this episode discouraged and need what we both have to say and what you've given us to share. And so would you just please speak through us, right? And so even small moments throughout our day, I know it can just be tempting to just turn on in that work without just stopping to go, you are the author of this, Lord, and and I'm entrusting this to you. I'm opening my hands to however you want to use me. Give me wisdom, right? We look in, in the book of James and it says that, God will give us wisdom liberally if we ask for it. And that's such a gift, right? I pray for wisdom all the time because that is such a promise in scripture that he will continue to to lavish that on our lives. And, and I need that <laughs> as I move forward. I think I think we all do. And so so yeah, I, I think that there's absolutely spiritual disciplines that that have to be in place in order for us to partner with God. I also think that there are those kind of micro moments throughout our day, all day, that not only we can we can connect with God in prayer. And also it's a position of our hearts, right? To be available for God to use. And sometimes that looks, you know, in a very public space, like we're talking on this podcast that, you know, people will listen to. And sometimes it is a kind word to like the girl who's checking out your groceries at the grocery store, right? And and you can just sense that she's discouraged and You allow God to use you in that very mundane, maybe seemingly insignificant moment. And those matter too, you know? It can be the biggest moment of her day. That's right. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Well, and you also share time when you were really wanting to live out your calling mm-hmm. and, and you're feeling, I, I, if I understood correctly, just a sense of kind of unrest, internal unrest. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that you were right where God wanted you to be. And I would, I would love for you to just tell us more about that. Yeah. I think we all have those moments and I I think hindsight does a lot for that, right? I can look back and reflect and write on that season of my life now. And and here's what I didn't know, right? So since we're our only friends here, the first like seven, eight years of my career, I was a corporate recruiter. So I sat in an office Monday through Friday from eight to five and I interviewed people for jobs, right? And hired great talent for the couple of organizations that I worked at. And that felt really mundane a lot of days. And what I had no clue that God was wiring in me was this ability to ask great questions, right? And who knew that years later, he would lead me to start a podcast where I would ask great questions to people many times a week and and also be on the other side of that as an interviewee as I am today. And so I had no clue the necessary skill that God was developing in me in a season where I felt just this real strong itch to be in maybe a a different ministry space. And yet I know that that time wasn't in vain and God just doesn't waste things, right? And so if you come to this conversation today and you feel like you're in a similar season in that way, I think there's so much promise to be kind of clung to in that of remembering that he doesn't waste things. And it's likely that wherever he has your feet planted today, he is refining and building and carving something into you as you become more like Christ that will be so necessary for wherever he is taking you next. That is so beautiful. So what advice would you give to someone who maybe is on the other end of the spectrum where they're like, okay, I think God is telling me to move forward. I sense this nudge from him, but I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that feels overwhelming most of the time in that case is just the bigness of it, right? Like it, it feels like a huge next step, whatever that next step is. And I'll just use starting a podcast as an example, right? Because there was a day when you really sensed God was calling you to start this thing, this podcast that we're talking on right now, right? And so in those first moments, I'm just willing to bet that it felt pretty scary. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so what probably helped the fear was you sitting down and saying something to the effect of like, okay, what's what's the first four or five things I need to do to take a step towards launching this podcast, right? It's not, you know, step one isn't launching the podcast. Step one is like ordering a bike off Amazon, <laughs> right? And and then we think through, okay, who would I want to interview for the podcast? And what's the vision for that? And let me pray around that and really get some some wisdom from the Lord on how to move forward in that way. And so I think for me, when something feels big, as a next step, and that feels scary, and there's fear involved, there's first, again, the foundational truth of God did not give us a spirit of fear. And so when that is the thing that's holding you back, I think there's a remembrance that, okay, that didn't come from the Lord. I'm reading myself in biblical truth that what he assigns me to do, the work he's put in front of me, he will equip me to do that work, even when it feels scary. And so 
that's where I would start. And then the practical advice would be break it up, right? Like break it up into smaller pieces so that it doesn't feel as overwhelming and then tackle one of those pieces every week until you're really taking that next step of faith. That reminds me actually of what you're, when God spoke to you when you were running and he said, it's okay to walk. Like, yes, you get that when you're saying, yeah, absolutely. It takes, right? To take these Absolutely. Steps. Yeah. Yeah. So how can an unhealthy desire to please others keep us from living out our calling? Yeah, man, I can think of times when it's held me back. And I mean, it's so, it's just so clear in scripture that our goal as a Christ follower is to please God and not man. I mean, that is just so abundantly clear in scripture. And yet I think it is a tactic that the enemy will use to distract us from the thing that God's called us to do, or even for us to feel, you know, I talk in the book about the idea of, you know, sometimes as women, I I, I just see this more in women than I do men. We will call things that God calls us to do, like just sort of like a cute little side hobby. Almost as like a protective mechanism against like, well, if I fail, it was just a cute little side hobby. And or if, you know, I'm wanting to just kind of play small in it, it's just a cute little side hobby, right? When again, God is not small. Therefore, the things that he calls us to do are not small either. That's where we started. And so I think when we think about people pleasing and, and aiming to please others, that is just something I I can sniff it out real quick because it has been a stronghold in my own life. And so... I would say that I'm just so thankful for the freedom that comes on the other side of living in the truth that the only person ultimately that I need to please is God, right? Like you are not going at the end of all this, you're not going to stand before them and give an account for how you stewarded your gifts and talents in your life. Amen. Yeah. You're going to stand before a holy God, right? And so ultimately, like that might sound like real big sister cheerleader, but like at the root of it, at the core of it all, like that is the biblical truth that we have to stand on. And there will be moments that that means you will disappoint people or people might not, I don't know, be approving of the thing God calls you to do. And and there's wisdom when that's your spouse, right? And you're navigating like what your season should look like as a family. There's there's moments where there's there's wisdom and, and God brings that wisdom through through the mouthpieces of other people in our lives. And that's absolutely a reality. What I'm meaning is like, you're delaying that next step because that next step of faith could mean a change in the dynamic of a friend group or you're standing up for something that really matters to God, that matters to you, that might be in contradiction to some other moms in your kid's class, right? Like I'm just thinking of examples of what that could mean and We'll all have those moments. But again, at the end of it, like our goal is to please God alone, you know? Amen. Amen. Well, I'd like to close with two quotes, actually, that that kind of okay. bookend that. So you wrote, at some point in our lives, I love this, at some point in our lives, we stop needing permission slips to take steps of faithful obedience. No, is going, no one was going to give me a stamp of approval that would echo louder than the voice of the Holy Spirit telling me I just needed to take the next step. I really loved that. And then kind of on the other side of that, you wrote, I would rather be pleasing in the eyes of God than be a success by the world standards and miss the mark when it comes to all God has in store for my life. And I think those were just really powerful. Like, I think that kind of consolidates your book 
in a way. Sure. Yeah. It was, I mean, it really, there's a lot of nuggets, but it's like to get started and then also to stay right where mm-hmm. God calls us. So that was, that was really awesome. So again, her book is Do the Thing. Gospel-Centered Goals, Gumption, and Grace for the Go-Getter Girl. And she's got videos that go with it. She walks you through many obstacles that will that can keep you from hindering, you know, that can keep you from living out your call. So she gives you some some powerful tools to help you walk forward. And we'll put information in the show notes on how you can find that. And then, Rebecca, what was your Instagram handle again? Sure, it's Rebecca George Author. Okay, awesome. And then your website. Yeah, absolutely. It's RadicalRadiance.live. And then for those who pre-order the book and or order it after it comes out, two things. One, you can head over to DoTheThingBook.org and get in on some just goodies that we're getting early readers of the book. We're also doing a podcast series over on Radical Radiance about every individual chapter of the book. We're having a new conversation about that. So those will be releasing as well. So I'd love to have people join us on that. Awesome. And we'll put all that information in the show notes. We'll links to all of that in the show notes as well. So Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I've loved this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. To our listeners, thank you for listening. If you haven't done so, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Then you won't miss a single episode. And be sure to share it on social media. We would be very encouraged if you would rate it as well. This helps others to find it and it encourages our team. Until next time, may you live with the courage of one who has truly been set free. Faith Over Fear is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, hello, Quinnice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's word one verse at a time to explore his will for your life and desire to draw closer to him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's word.